Hello and welcome to the Chart of the Year show from Folk on Foot. That's the podcast that this week hit one million downloads, which is amazing. And to celebrate, I'm going to count down the best-selling folk albums of 2022. We're also going to hear from some of the artists who made them, including Eliza Carthy, Seth Lakeman, Becky Unthank, Kate Rusby and Bernard Butler. But let's get straight into the music. It was an amazing year for Sam Sweeney. He toured with the reassembled and revitalised Bellowhead, but he was also the support act on that tour, promoting his latest album, Escape That. Don't know where he found the energy. It did pay off, though. Escape That is at 39 in the chart of the year. Sam Sweeney and friends taking their jumpers off all over the country 
Well, at 35 in the chart of the year, we find the harpist Rachel Newton and the fiddle player Lauren McColl, who came together as Heel and Harrow to reflect a dark episode in Scottish history, the witch trials. Rachel told me more. We were struck by the fact that we knew very little about this period in our history, although we knew a lot about other aspects, you know, the clearances, um, the sort of big battles in Scotland, but we didn't know a lot about this, even though it was around the same time, 16th, 17th century, the witch trials, two and a half thousand people around that were killed and many more were accused of witchcraft. And these were just people, just like you and I, um, it could have been anybody, people who had been named by somebody else or were kind of othered in some way. But yeah, it could have happened to anyone. So it was a terrifying time for most communities in Scotland really affected the whole country.
Here's the first countdown of the biggest selling folk albums of 2022. At 40, Magpie Arc and Glamour in the Grey. At 39, Sam Sweeney's Escape That. At 38, Aoife Nessa Francis and Protector. At 37, Dawn from Talisk. At 36, Duncan Chisholm's Black Coolin. At 35, Heel and Harrow by Heel and Harrow. At 34, Ye Vagabonds and Nine Waves. At 33, Elephant Sessions and For the Night. At 32, Bellowheads Reassembled. And at 31, Night Drives from Catherine Williams. But a couple of places higher at number 28 is one of the most critically acclaimed and significant albums of 2022. Angeline Morrison's Sorrow Songs, Folk Songs of the Black British Experience. Angeline told me about the inspiration behind the project. Well, the inspiration actually came in the wake of George Floyd's murder. And I started to reread The Souls of Black Folk by W.E.B. Du Bois, which was first published in 1903. That's a classic of African-American literature. It's a very musical book, but there's a particular chapter, chapter 14, which is called Of the Sorrow Songs. And Du Bois talks about the importance of this huge body of folk music, both spiritual and secular, that African-American people have. The enslaved Africans and their descendants in America, they've got this incredibly important body of folk music that speaks to their experience and gives identity and gives a voice. And by this point, I'd done enough reading to know that we in the UK have our own historic black presence that goes back at least 2000 years. And I wondered why why we didn't have an equivalent body of folk song that spoke to that experience. Did you start looking for those folk songs? Did you do any research to try to find them? Yes, yes, I did. I thought, okay, what if they really are here and I just don't know them? So it was important not to make an assumption. So I was um, I was very lucky. I got to spend a week as artist in residence at Cecil Sharp House. And I spent lots of time in the library with the incredibly helpful and lovely library staff. And um, my research is ongoing. I haven't finished. But I will say that up to this point, I haven't yet found any any songs about Black British experience that seem to be written by or from the perspectives of the Black people themselves. So if anyone, if anyone listening or watching has any information, please get in touch because I'm, I'm always wanting to find out more. But in the meantime, you decided that you would fill that gap by creating some songs which tell stories of the Black experience going back hundreds of years. But what sort of stories did you find that you wanted to highlight in the songs? The really interesting thing about my research is that I found so very much Black history from the UK, so very much. And there were so many stories. A lot of them were kind of fragmentary. You know, the, the, some of them had little bits and pieces of information, but not, you know, you'd, you'd end up wanting a fuller picture. But as a songwriter, that's actually quite a nice opportunity to use my imagination. But the songs, the stories rather, that I decided to turn into songs were ones that really moved me on an emotional level and that I thought I would be able to sing and embody with some kind of emotional truth or authenticity. Mm -hmm. 
Angeline Morrison with Unknown African Boy died 1830 from her album Sorrow Songs, number 28 in the chart of the year. And I'm delighted to say that we're heading down to Cornwall soon to record an episode of Folk on Foot with Angeline, and I'm really looking forward to that. One of the walks we took last year was with Grace Petrie in Leicester. Her album Connectivity is at 27 in the chart of the year. And so here's another chance to watch her up to her waist in water singing Storm to Weather. You'll be in my arms 
There's a storm here to weather. 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 The thunder's coming near, louder than ever, and we don't know where to steer. And though we can't be together, no matter what, my dear, I will love you forever, and we will dance again next year. I will love you forever. We will dance again next year. I will love you forever. We will dance again next year. I will love. Forever, and we will dance again next year. The wet and wonderful Grace Petrie at 27 in the chart of the year with connectivity. Well, we had a wonderful time last year when we visited the musical village of Pathhead Midlothian to record an episode of Folk on Foot with the extraordinary bunch of musicians who live there. What a treat it was to go from house to house, knocking on doors and finding talent behind all of them. Two of the people we met up with were Pathhead residents Corrine Polwart and Dave Milligan, and their album, Still As You're Sleeping, is at 25 in the chart of the year. Here's Corrine explaining how the album came about. Well, in the autumn of last year, Dave and myself were both involved in a project um, called the Dementia Singing Network. Um, they were putting together a pack through Luminate, which is Scotland's creative ageing organisation. And I was commissioned to write two songs, and Dave was the arranger um, for all the material for that pack. So one of those songs was Travel These Ways, which is on the album. So we ended up in Castle Sound Studio in Penn Caitlin, just along the road, in the studio together recording. And it was delightful. Um, so that was the first thing. And then the second thing subsequently was that I was asked to, I was I was, I was was contacted by BBC Radio 4's Today programme and they were curating a series of programmes between Christmas and New Year, each um, with a different guest at the helm. And for a programme that Margaret Atwood was putting together, they asked if I might do a version of The Parting Glass and record it here in my spare room. And I said, no, <laughs> that sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> um, actually, I would love to offer something, but to be honest, Margaret Atwood is worth better than what I can muster in my spare room. Um, and I asked the BBC if they would consider um, myself and Dave going back into Castle Sound Studio and recording it properly as, a, as befits the request. Um, and to my astonishment, they said yes. And again, that was a delightful thing to put together. So those two songs are sort of the seed for the project. And I think by the time we'd finished recording The Parting Glass, both of us were thinking, maybe, maybe we should do something <laughs> with this.
Polwart and Dave Milligan with the wonderful The Parting Glass from their number 25 album, Still As You're Sleeping. Well, Folk on Foot was all at sea in November when we travelled to Foy Harbour in Cornwall to meet up with the Sea Song Sessions, a folk supergroup featuring John Bowden, Seth Lakeman, Ben Nichols, Emily Portman and Jack Rutter. They were setting off to tour the Cornish coast on board a tall ship. But before they cast off, they gathered on the deck to sing us songs from their album, which is at number 23 in the chart of the year. This is The Rambling Sailor. Here we are on the good ship Annie. This is The Rambling Sailor. 
fight for king and country too for honor and devotion. I said, brother, say there's a big Jew a Jew. I'm going on board the seas with you. I travel the country through and through. I'll still be a rambling. A boldly stepped up to one to court her for her beauty. I said, my dear, be of good cheer. I will not leave you. You need not be. I travel the Here's the next chart of the year countdown. At 30, Hamish Hawke and Heavy Elevator. At 29, the Mary Wallopers self-titled album. At 28, Angeline Morrison and the Sorrow Songs. At 27, Connectivity from Grace Petrie. At 26, Catherine Finch and Seku Keita bring us Echo. At 25, Still As You're Sleeping from Kareen Polwart and Dave Milligan. At 24, Christy Moore and Flying Into Mystery. At 23, Sea Song Sessions from John Bowden, Seth Lakeman, Ben Nichols, Emily Portman and Jack Rutter. At 22, Nature's Light from Blackmore's Night. And at 21, Eliza Carthy looking back at 30 years as a professional musician with Queen of the World.
When I caught up with Eliza when she was on tour, I asked her if she can still hear the echoes of the voices of her late mum, Norma Waterson, and her late aunt, Lal Waterson, when she sings some of the songs. I do. I really do. We're, we're singing... Uh, we're singing a couple of things at the moment that are really, really hitting quite hard. Um, on the last album, my last songwriting album, Through That Sound, My Secret Was Made Known, I finally released a song called The Black Queen, which is all about Lau's death and mentions my mum as well. We've been performing that one on the road. Um, and I... I'm just surrounded. I'm surrounded by both of them and, you know, by memories of of growing up and all of that. And of course, yeah, this is the first time people have really seen me since mum died. So um, I'm getting a lot of people coming up to me and telling me how I remind them physically of her and, and that kind of thing as well. So it's quite confronting, but it's also... It's also very comforting just to, to know how much she was loved and regarded. Mm. You know, I, it's my job to look after my dad now. I'm wrapping that guy up in cotton wool, I tell you. Well, hello there. This is Wallace T. Yeti. I'm not angry. There were just no other accents left. And this is the Eliza Carthy Show with special guests, Eliza Carthy and friends. I'm going to wave now because I can. Nobody say. Don't care what nobody say. 
enjoyed it. Be off with you now, but before you do, I'm going to wave because I can. Morning, Mr. Walker from Eliza Carthy. She's at 21 in the chart of the year 2022. At 17, we find Lady Masery, who moved away from traditional repertoire for their new album to cover songs by artists they admire and to write some of their own. This is Bird I Do Not Know.
Back at the chart, at 20, the lockdown sessions from The Levelers. At 19, Henke from Richard Dawson and Circle. At 18, Catherine Pretty and The Eternal Rocks Beneath, loving my copy on pretty pink vinyl. At 17, Tender by Lady Misery. At 16, Pete and Diesel, live at Barrowlands 2020. At 15, Ferocious Dog and The Hope. At 14, Oyster Band with Read the Sky. At 13, The Staves and Good Woman. At 12, Flight say, This is really going to hurt. And at 11, Seth Lakeman and Make Your Mark. I spoke to Seth outside a coffee shop whilst he was on tour promoting Make Your Mark. I think this album is far more personal. You know, I'm known for narrative storytelling and this album certainly had a lot of time of reflection. Uh, so the songs were compiled, you know, with uh, those people, my family, nearest and dearest around me. And it's, um, I guess, a, a way of trying to encompass all of those thoughts, really. And making a mark as a middle-aged man now seems to be a, a good title for it. Without the use of words I learned that what we reap was what we sow I learned that raising early Was the only thing to do Simply 
Seth Lakeman's album Make Your Mark is at number 11 in the chart of the year. So now we're into the top 10 best-selling folk albums of 2022. This place is where I'm from Familiar faces in the accents like a song And at 10, Jamie Webster, live from Past Street Studios. Check out our brilliant episode of Folk on Fort with Jamie walking the streets of Liverpool. At nine, Johnny Flynn and Robert McFarlane are lost in the cedarwood. And Robert is behind the album at number eight as well, because that's where we find Spell Songs 2, Let the Light In, based on Robert and Jackie Morris's book, The Lost Spells. On a very cold day, Robert and Julie Fowlis joined me to discuss the recording of the album. The book, The Lost Spells, uh, was published in October 2020, and that of, that went out to the musicians. So a lot of the early thinking was done in lockdown, reading, looking, responding to the words, to Jackie's art, beginning to, to make scraps and, and, and beginnings and threads that could be pulled later. And we gathered in um, Greta Hall in, in Keswick in the Lake District, wonderful, bright, gold, late winter, early spring days. Uh, wonderful heritage there, Coleridge and Southey had both lived and written there. So, you know, a little bit of pressure on the words and the lyrics and the lyric makers. And, and then watching the musicians come together after so long apart, so long working in, in, in silence and separateness. It was just magic to see the speed with which things happened then. Julie, what did it feel like for you to get back together with the, the Spell Songs musicians? It, it was it was incredibly special and uh, and moving, um, really emotional and full of joy and and laughter too. Um, but as Robert said, it was um, we really felt it having been uh, to a large extent been working in isolation and on uh, online and to get the chance the opportunity to be together in the same room and to sh- share food around the table and then make music together. It felt like a huge privilege actually. And um, I think it was, uh, you know, where we were was very special. The time was special and it felt like the energy was right.
plant me an acorn. Spell Songs with Jay from Spell Songs 2, Let the Light In, number eight in the chart of the year. At seven, Richard Dawson's back with his ambitious album, The Ruby Chord. At six, we find The Longest Johns with Smoke and Oakham, Featuring this track, which seems highly appropriate for the year we've just had, Hard Times Come Again No More. pleasures and count its many tears while we all suffer sorrow with the poor there's a song that will linger forever in our ears oh hard times come again no more 
Tis the song, the sigh of the weary Hard times, hard times come again no more Many days you have lingered around my cabin door Hard times come again no more and gay there are frail forms fainting at the door though their voices are silent their fleeting looks will say oh hard times come again no more tis the song the sigh of the weary hard times hard times come again no more days you have lingered around my cabin door oh, hard times come again no more there's pale weeping maiden who toils her life away with a warm Better days are all Though her voice would be merry Tis sighing all the day Oh, hard times come again no more Tis the song, the sigh of the weary Hard times, hard times come again no more Many days you have lingered Yeah.
Longest John's at number six in the chart of the year. I always see the things I'm not And look right past the things I've got For the most part I forgot What I wanted anyway At five, Passenger with Birds That Flew and The Chips That Sailed. And then at four, we have Kate Rusby, who was celebrating 30 years of touring. So I asked her what she remembered about her first ever live appearance. I was absolutely terrified. Um, It was actually a friend of our our family. Um, In fact, it's my best friend's mum. She was round at our house and I was sat in our garage playing away on on, on the piano singing. And she stuck her head in the door and said, um, oh, you've got... You've got quite good at that. Do you fancy doing a slot at the festival, which was actually Home Firth Folk Festival? And um, and I, my head nodded, and my, but inside I was shouting, no, what are you talking about? But then I went over to it. I couldn't get out of it. Went over. And as I was walking, I mean, I could hardly walk on, actually. I was so nervous. I was nearly sick before. My legs were so wobbly. And I alternated between this massive red guild guitar that we'd been lent. That's what I was playing at the time. And my little keyboard, you know, and I would do turn and turn about on those. And luckily, you know, I could hide behind both because I'm quite short. So um, anyway, while I was on, I just thought this is no way I'm ever doing this again. I got off the stage and um, like I was stood there in shock for a while and somebody else came up. To me and said oh I enjoyed that do you want to play a slot at our festival in a few weeks and again I kind of nodded and said yeah okay and going no you just had the worst time ever don't do it but actually there was just something you know there was a little spark of something deep within of this actually feels really nice whatever it is I don't but the fear far outweighed that but as a you know it kept going like that very organically uh, yeah it was a very organic process and uh And gradually that side of it died away and I just really enjoyed it, yeah. We will sing, we will sing, we 
Kate Rusby and Ladysmith Black Mambazo with We Will Sing from the album 30 Happy Returns, which is number four in the chart of the year. At three, the Unthanks are trying to send our sorrows away. They were back on the road with a full 11-piece band for the first time in years. And so I asked Becky Unthank what that felt like. It was quite intense. It was quite overwhelming. I think everyone can relate to not quite digesting what's happened in the last few years and having waves of, oh, this is the effect it's had on me. Because, you know, we all, I think, for a lot of us, you've been okay, relatively okay. We're all good at being okay and getting on with things. And and then suddenly you're in a big room full of people and, um, you know... It's, it's quite intense. Sorrows Away has helped, though, because we get everyone to sing and then suddenly we're all in it together. Um, so, yeah, it's been wonderful playing with the band again and, yeah, I feel really lucky. Yeah. 
The Unthanks with The Old News from Sorrows Away at number three. At two, one of my favourite albums of the year, For All Our Days That Tear the Heart from Bernard Butler and Jesse Buckley. They teamed up to make the album after being introduced by Bernard's manager. And Bernard told me about his first encounter with Jesse. Our first conversation was um, she, um, I was given her number and I called her on FaceTime. Um, these were in the, the, the first co- the first lockdown times. She was um, and she was up a mountain. She was she was like walking through, came across my screen and she, it was the howling wind and the rain and uh, and she was like hey like this and I, and I could hardly hear her and it was really irritating to be honest because you know when you're on the phone to somebody and and you just can't really why are you phoning me when you're walking through a mountain it's just <laughs> annoying and um but she was also very funny straight away and um yeah what do i remember about it um the what, one of the first things actually well she said to her, I said I said, where are you? And she said, I'm in Ireland. And I said, well, I know you're in Ireland, obviously. Um, and uh, it whittled down to where she, where exactly in Ireland she was, which is a place um, in Kerry, the west coast of Ireland, which which I know pretty well and I've uh, been going to for years. So it was really weird because we we knew these um, these places. I knew I know where she comes from from Killarney um, pretty well. Because you have some Irish roots of your own, don't you, Bernard? Yeah, well, my parents are Irish. My parents are from Dunleary, which is uh, just south of Dublin. Um, but we used to go to Kerry when we were kids as well um, as a sort of treat. Uh, we used to stay on an island called Valencia Island, which is a remote island off the coast of Kerry. And uh, I've been growing, going there, taking my kids there as an adult as well. Beautiful part of the world. Love it. I understand it. We had an instant understanding on the geography of the place, I think. There's uh, Kerry, there's... It's wild, it's free, it's funny. You know, the people are, it's like a different, it's like a kingdom of its own, um, that part of the world. When you, what always strikes me is when you look out the coast from the, the west coast of Ireland, it's, there's, it's nothing and it's America. You know that the nearest thing is America and it's so vastly far across an ocean that you can't even envisage it. So it's not like looking off the coast of um, uh, Kent you know, and, and, and looking at Channel Cross ferries or something like that. It's just vast. And of course, what that makes you feel, you feel remoteness and you feel like a dreamer and uh, you feel there's inevitable romance, um, but also a barren sense of, um, of what could be and what's impossible and what feels impossible. So you feel all those things and you also feel this freedom from it. 
Um, that, so that's what I always felt as a kid going to Kerry. And then when you meet people, Kerry people, they're like that. Jessie is one of those people. People always describe her as a force of nature. That's what people always use that phrase about her, which is a bit corny, but I also really understand it. She is a kind of force of, of nature. And, and um, so, yeah, I often just think of the very first moment I saw her um, was on that FaceTime with like the rain and the wind and this big grin saying, how are you?
The Eagle and the Dove from For All Our Days That Tear the Heart by Jesse Buckley and Bernard Butler, number two in the chart of the year 2022. So who has the biggest selling folk album of the year? That honour goes to Marcus Mumford for his highly personal solo album, Self Titled. Congratulations to Marcus. Unfortunately, his record company won't let us play a track from the album on our podcast. But if you want to see the video of the searing song Cannibal, just head on over to our YouTube channel. Well, thanks to all the artists who took part in the chart show last year. We have an exciting lineup of Folk on Foot episodes coming up in 2023, and I'm sure there'll be loads more amazing albums to feature on the chart show. We depend entirely on support from our viewers and listeners to keep this show on the road, so please sign up to become a patron. You'll get great rewards and the added satisfaction of joining our growing Folk on Foot community and supporting the music and artists we all love. To sign up, just go to patreon.com slash folk on foot. <laughs>